Rarely are extremes good for you, no matter what the extreme is. You can do everything you can to make sure your financial plan is where you want it to be, but if you're not taking a little bit of time for yourself, like you're not going to have a chance to enjoy it anyway, so what's the point? Everyone wants a newer, bigger, nicer house, but once you're in the newer, bigger, nicer house, it, it's, it's great initially, but then the excitement and enjoyment kind of wears off and it's just a house with a roof over your head and you find yeah. issues. It's never perfect. It. Maybe you get a good start on your retirement savings. Maybe you just start to re retract a little bit at a time. Mm -hmm. like do a little bit less work, have a little bit more fun. You are listening to the Financial Clarity for Doctors podcast by Finity Group, LLC where we discuss the pertinent financial planning topics facing physicians and other medical professionals. Discussions in this show should not be construed as specific recommendations or investment advice. Always consult with your investment professional before making important investment decisions. Securities offered through Cambridge Investment Research Inc., a registered broker-dealer, member FINRA SIPC. And now, here are your hosts, Rochelle Vanderzanden and Corey Janoff. Welcome to episode number five, Financial Clarity for Doctors. We're five episodes in, Rochelle. Show hasn't been canceled yet. <laughs> We're past the pilot stage, so I think this thing's for real. I hear there's like 20 episodes on order. Yeah. So uh, um, Today is going to be a fun one. We're going to be all over the place, but we're going to talk about finding a balance and that can mean a number of different things. Originally, we were going to title it Finding a Work-Life Balance, but we thought we would expand it beyond just work-life and, and into everything, because rarely are extremes good for you, no matter what the extreme is. Um, you know, If you look at it in a, in a financial vacuum, we could make either the financially optimal choice or the choice that's more fun for today and creates more uh, enjoyment in life. And if we're always making the financially optimal choice, us as financial planners will love it, but mm -hmm. you're going to burn out eventually and be miserable. But on the other hand, if you're always making the, the choice of fun for today and neglect your financial goals, then that, that's not going to end well either. Um, you know, it's kind of like people say, eat your vegetables. I think everyone accepts and understands that vegetables are good for you. You should eat your vegetables. But if the only thing you ate was vegetables, you know, if your, your diet consisted of spinach and kale and carrots, you're missing out on some other vital nutrients. And uh, eventually you're going to get sick of spinach and kale and carrots and not want to eat at all. So finding a balance is key. Um, we want to, to, we don't want to burn out. Uh, on anything that we're doing, whether it be work, whether it be uh, activities, you know, some, some of you may enjoy golf, but if you golf every single day, you might get sick of golf. Mm -hmm. So finding a balance uh, is key. And I guess with that, Rochelle, where do you want to start? I don't know. I was just thinking, like, I think it's very obvious that most of our clients work really hard, especially when you're working with doctors, like they're really hardworking people. And we work really hard too, so I think this is something that we can relate to our clients really well on. Mm -hmm. Just like where do you, I, most people struggle to mm -hmm. find that balance between how do I work hard enough to achieve my goals, but not work so hard 
that I'm tired and exhausted at the end of every day and every weekend. I just really want to lay on the couch. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you want to have the energy to go and have fun while you're young and your family's young. And, you know, as you get a little bit older, hopefully you're reserving some of that energy yeah. <laughs> for when you can take a step back from work. So I think, I mean, one of the main points that we want to make is just, like, you can do everything you can to make sure your financial plan is where you want it to be. But if you're not taking a little bit of time for yourself, like you're not going to have a chance to enjoy it anyway. So what's the point? Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. I mean, life's about stories and making memories. And mm-hmm. if, if you're a diligent saver and, and you set yourself up for success and, and you can retire at a, a whatever age you want to retire, but if you don't have any stories to share when you get to retirement, yeah. like what's the point? Maybe by the time you get to retirement, you've forgotten what it means to have fun, and you don't know how to do it. Yeah, what are you going to do with all your newfound free time if you never had any hobbies and, <laughs> and things to do along the way? And, yeah. and I guess that kind of you know bring, brings up a, a, a thought that the concept of FIRE, financial mm-hmm. independence, retire early. Yeah. We're big fans of financial independence. We want everyone to achieve financial independence so that you can live life on your own terms and uh, right. you know you have the money to do so. But the retire early part, big fans of that too if it's what you want, but what are you going to do when you retire early? Mm-hmm. So usually in order to get to that point of, of retiring early, you have to oversave um, while you're young and, and really commit yourself and it often might mean working extra hard and putting aside a, a lot of fun along the way and mm-hmm. then if one day you wake up and it's now a complete role reversal and you have all this t- time and, and freedom and you know it's going to be a tough it's going to be a tougher transition um, in reality than it might have been in your head when you thought, here's what I want to do when I retire. Maybe not, but, yeah. um, but yeah. definitely think about that when you're, if you are of the, uh, of the over-aggressive saver mentality and just mm-hmm. directing all of your extra cash flow towards your financial goals and never doing anything fun in life. Yeah. And we don't want to discourage people from saving, but it's just like there's little things that you do every day where you make a choice on whether you're going to, you know, give, delay that gratification or you're going to enjoy life a little bit right now. And like delayed gratification, saving for retirement, like setting yourself up well for the future is great, but also just take some time for yourself. Like maybe, I mean, Corey brought up the example earlier that when we were talking about going to a concert, like maybe you don't always have to buy the cheap tickets. Maybe once in a while you splurge a little bit and you buy the front row tickets because it's that concert that you wanted to go to for 10 years and Mm -hmm. it's amazing and you're excited that it's here. Like those are the kinds of things that like those memories will last forever and that's important too, just building that that life. Yeah, Yeah. experiences are big uh, versus objects. The novelty of buying something new and shiny wears off pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And that extends just, you know, beyond the toys and the newest iPhone or whatever gizmo or gadget you want, but even houses, you know, everyone wants a newer, bigger, nicer house, but once you're in the newer, bigger, nicer house, it's, it's great initially, but then the excitement and enjoyment kind of wears off and it's just a house with a roof over your head and you find issues. It's never perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, the bigger house requires more maintenance and Mm -hmm. more upkeep, more property taxes, higher utility bills. So it's not all all perfect um you know there's pros and cons to everything so making sure we're not um you know one we are enjoying ourselves today doing doing things fun um but but doing things that'll create memories that'll last a lifetime rather than just buying something that's gonna 
fade away or break next year. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I think there's a lot of talk out there about like physician burnout and, you know, in our industry, like there's huge turnover with people. Like people just don't last because when you have to put in that much time, it's very hard. It's hard to sustain. So even when you're thinking about your financial well-being, maybe it makes sense to work at a pace that you can sustain so that you can keep doing it. Because if you're just going to burn out and you and you have to quit at some point because you can't sustain that level of engagement with your work anymore, like that's obviously not an ideal place to be either. Mm-hmm. And, and I think with the whole physician burnout thing, there's it's a very complicated. There's a lot of things that feed into it. Yep. But part of it is definitely the hours and the amount of work that you're putting in and all of that kind of stuff too. So just, and it can be hard, I think. Yeah, there's a lot of different types of medicine you can practice, and depending on what specialty you are, obviously there are things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, there's just no bones about it. Yeah. But, yeah. I think that's, uh, you know, depending on the specialty, it's easier to make those concessions, um, you know, than it is for other specialties. But, you know, you, yeah, you can't work yourself into the ground. Um mm-hmm forever you know and it might be a, a gradual progression you know I'm, I'm kind of a big believer in that everyone has to pay their dues at some point um yeah. it's just you get to decide when so like when i first got started in this career my plan was i'm gonna bust my butt for the first decade or until i have kids um you know which was about eight years in <laughs> um so yeah. you know bust my butt for the first eight years and then tone it down a little bit so that I can be with the family a little bit more and hopefully I'll have a, a you know a little bit of a, a a sustainable practice built up to support myself moving forward and mm-hmm. it's worked out well you know definitely have missed out on some growth opportunities from a business standpoint but at the same time I'm you know able to be home most nights with with the family so and then help put the kids yeah. to bed and yeah. you know they're only little ones so it's um you, know, the, you can't get those years back, uh, but you know, everyone's situation is different. Whatever works for you, you know, if you want to coast in the early years and then work hard in the later years, that works too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but for me, I you know did the other route. Yeah, you do have to keep in mind that I'm, this is something that's a little bit hard to talk to and hard to admit about. But as you get older, things do get a little bit harder. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, neither Corey or I are older older per se (laughs) but even being in your mid-30s is much different than being in your mid-20s and you just get tired faster it seems like you get sick easier but maybe that's also because Corey and I have young children and they have lots of germs but (laughs) the hangovers don't wear off as quickly (laughs) yeah so like if you I know a lot of people with their their training on the front end that is a huge piece of the mm-hmm. hard work, and so you almost have to do that up front. Yeah. But yeah, it's just there's there's a lot of ways that if you can slow down a little bit as you get a little bit older, mm-hmm. it'll probably make your body happier. But well, I think one thing when the whole idea of retirement, where people stop working completely one day, has become somewhat obsolete. You know, when it comes to yeah. achieving your long-term financial goals, retire, you know, if we're specifically talking about retirement, it might not be uh, we have to save, 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 work, 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 save, 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 and then one day we can stop and not work and spend. It might be just a gradual transition where you do 
less of the stuff you don't like and more of the stuff you like. You know, yeah. I know plenty of physicians that are getting closer to the finish line and they stopped taking call the last you know five or ten years. Maybe they pay some younger doc to take call for them and yeah. it definitely results in a decrease in, in pay and mm-hmm. maybe you're not able to put as much towards your retirement goals in terms of savings, but you're still working, you're still earning income, you're still able to cover your expenses, you're not withdrawing from your accounts, and that hopefully compound growth over time continues to accrue, so that can do wonders for your financial picture. So maybe you wake up at age 50 or 55, you're not in a position to quit completely, but you've saved up a pretty good amount. If you can just work for another 10 years at a maybe a, a less intense pace, you're not maybe gonna save quite as much mm-hmm. um, or anything at all, but you're not withdrawing from right. what you did. So right. those work years will definitely add life to your retirement um, nest egg and it, it could be an easier coast to the finish line for you. And there are lots of people that enjoy working. Yeah. So it's a perfect solution for them. Like work at a pace that you want to work at and work how much you want to work. Maybe even work part-time. But yeah, anything, if you're not with, withdrawing from your retirement account, there's those dollars are still having a chance to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, for most physicians, in order to, to become a physician nowadays, you, you really have to love medicine, mm-hmm. um, you know, between the debt burden, medical school, surviving, yeah. residency, surviving yeah. through it. And I'm sure, you know, there's plenty of doctors out there who get into medicine for the wrong reasons and they really aren't happy with their careers. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would I would say just from observation, I think... Most of them actually do enjoy the caring for patients component of their job. It's just the other right. not so fun aspects, the administrative hurdles, the EMRs that that, that make it uh, changing a pain legislation in your side. all the time. Yeah. So if yeah. you can again, if you can somehow do less of the stuff you don't like, you know, have someone else um, take call or you know get a scribe to to you know take down your notes for you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's the less admin work. Um, on your end, obviously, there's some stuff you're going to have to do just to, you know, abide by the compliance rules and regulations. But, um, but yeah, the more enjoyable you can make your your work, the longer you'll be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have one of our mentors here in the office who always says that the goals, and these are probably more specific to us, but I think that they also flow into kind of anybody. But like mm-hmm. the goals are grow your business, but also work less and have more fun. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I think as a physician, you can do that, too. You're growing in your career each year that you're practicing medicine. You're learning more. Mm -hmm. But as you get a little bit older and maybe you get a good start on your retirement savings, maybe you just start to retract a little bit at a time, Mm -hmm. do a little bit less work, have a little bit more fun. Mm -hmm. And eventually you get to the point where you're just doing exactly what you want to do. And that's, I mean, everyone has to do a little bit of the not fun stuff once in a while. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But hopefully that becomes fairly minimal for people. Yeah. Now let's backtrack for a minute and look at balance between financial goals. So I know one thing that when we're working with younger doctors are getting out of their training years and and they're they're making a a larger income once they start in practice and one of the biggest things they want to do is crush their debt quickly Mm -hmm. and get out of those student loans. Um, Now one route is, is public service loan forgiveness. So if that's Um, the camp you fall in. We're not really talking to you in this 
park yeah, here, you yeah. know, just conti- you know, continue pursuing that goal. But for those of you that do are, are looking to aggressively pay off your loans, like I'll talk to some folks that will say, you know, I'm going to continue to live like I'm in residency and school and we're going to pay off this $350,000 loan balance in two years. And, you know, we've got our budget to a T, you know, we each get $50 of allowance for the <laughs> month and, and we're not going to save anything to retirement until our loans are paid off. And it's just focus on debt. And I'm all for it. Big fan of having that uh, that mentality of crushing the debt. But I think take a step back. We need to look at what are your other goals. You know, mm-hmm. you you if you want to become financially independent and retire one day, we should be putting a little bit towards retirement. Especially you know at the very least our employer retirement plans, maxing those out just to yeah. get the tax deduction and any employer matching. Um, you know, if you have other financial goals, maybe college savings for the little ones. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a number of things we have to look at and consider, and we can't just have tunnel vision on one thing. And then once that one thing's accomplished, have tunnel vision on the next thing because again, you're you're gonna, you know, something's gonna get neglected along the way. Yeah, don't make those decisions in a vacuum. And it's helpful to talk about those things too. I think you, it's easy to get tunnel vision when you know what you want to do. But talking to someone else about it, whether it's your spouse or an advisor or someone like that, and just kind of having them pull things out of the woodwork that could be like, oh, what about this issue? What about this? And and having someone help you just comb through things a little bit can be really helpful. Totally agree. I think it's important when we're talking about living for today versus putting funds towards your long-term financial goals um again the theme balance is key we we can't Mm -hmm. do all of one or all the other um but i think you got to look at are we on track to achieving those financial goals yeah and i'm a big fan of prioritizing because you're not going to be able to do everything that you want to do and you're not going to be able to have everything that you want to have in the time frame in the time frame that you want to have it so there's there's always yeah always something else mm-hmm. that you could have there's always a bigger house there's always a nicer car you know a private island whatever it may be <laughs> that you want you know the uh, a wine cellar in your basement a bigger wine cellar another house you know there there's um you know, the list goes on so i think the key is let's let's put together uh, our our most important financial goals the the must-haves and mm-hmm. real estate agents will tell you this when you go to buy a house let's put a list together of the must-haves the need-to-haves and then a list of the nice-to-haves mm-hmm. so your need-to-have yeah. list might be we need a three-bedroom home um with you know electricity and indoor plumbing <laughs> and uh you know preferably an office because one of the spouses works from home uh, part of the time mm-hmm. and then the nice to have list might be uh, an extra bedroom for a wine for cellar, yeah, the wine cellar <laughs> the, uh, a, ba- a fenced in backyard because you have a dog and you like to be able to just let the dog run around there and then preferably in this you know particular neighborhood or you know several neighborhoods because mm-hmm. you like that area that school district whatever so you know if we can accomplish the need to haves and then maybe check off a couple of the nice to have boxes we're doing pretty good but it's going to be hard to have everything that you want so do that with our financial goals you know the big ones people usually have are become debt-free retire one day Mm -hmm. college savings is hit or miss depending on the individual you may want to send your kid to college or or, or you may want to pay for your kid to college you (laughs) You may not have kids (laughs) yeah Um, but you know that's often one that, that we'll talk about um you know when what age do you want to retire the ideal age and then the you know, I got to be done by this yeah, time. Yeah. You know, I'd like to retire by 
60, 55 would be great, but at the latest, 65. Okay, so let's set ourselves up so we're absolutely on track to be able to retire by 65. We'll shoot for 55 or 60, mm-hmm. but at the, you know we know for certain that at a minimum we got to save enough to be on track for 65, and then we can put other money towards other things. So if we're on track you know, to retire in our early 60s and our, our absolute final deadline is 65, then we've, with some extra money, we have a choice to make. Yeah. Do we want to try and increase the odds of being able to retire sooner? Or do we want to go on a nice vacation to Hawaii, mm-hmm. you know, with this crummy weather that we're now experiencing here <laughs> as we record this podcast? <laughs> the Hawaii trip sounds kind of ideal. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes, I mean, priorities change too. So... Maybe you took the vacation to Hawaii because you were like, really? All I can do right now is think about vacation. Mm-hmm. And I just don't care about retirement. If I have to work an extra year because I went to Hawaii, yeah. I can deal with it. <laughs> and I mean, I'm, I'm being facetious, but at the same time, like like those things do change and you just kind of have to roll with the punches and reevaluate over mm-hmm. time. But yeah, absolutely try to make sure that like those things that are really important to you are reflected in how you're spending money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, it's for yourself. It's not for someone else. Yep. If you're if you're not on track to achieving those important must-have goals, and you're putting money towards you know more fun stuff, living for today, you're going to have this nagging anxiety the whole time, knowing that you're you're approaching a cliff and the drop's just going to be bigger and bigger the longer you delay, and yeah. your future self is going to not like you. Um, if you're not putting money towards those those important goals, so definitely make sure you're at a minimum on track to achieving the important important stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the nice to have list, we can you know decide if we want to tackle it or if we want to you know go to Hawaii or, or you know do something else that's fun, buy a nicer car, yeah, um, whatever. And I think one-off things that are fun are just a little bit easier to fit into the plan than recurring expenses. So, I mean, like Corey said, with experiences versus objects, like a vacation is a one-time expense. You pay for it and you're done. Whereas a really nice car or a really nice house, like that's something, yeah, you have to fit it into your budget every single month. So, yeah, keep that in mind too when you're just trying to, to figure out like what what can I do to make life a little bit more pleasant? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just those those one off things that can that can really get you through until the next exciting thing that comes your way. But. Yep. Yeah, I read an article the other day that um, basically this it was a research study and the summary was Americans regret spending money on pretty much everything. So Pretty much everything that you spend money on, um, you know, you, you might want to think twice about you know, whether it be <laughs> the vacation, the car, um, you know, going out to dinner, or whatever. Not saying that you shouldn't do those things, mm-hmm. but if you're neglecting your other financial goals, when you look back on it, everyone's been there. At the end of the year, you look back and say, you know what, I wish we didn't do this, and instead yeah. put money over here because. You know, we don't have a, a large enough savings account, or what do you know? We've got a credit card balance that's carrying over, and we're yeah. paying nineteen percent interest on it. So, but know. if you can make more thoughtful choices yeah. about how you're spending money, then hopefully you can be more confident about it and exactly. not feel bad about it. Yeah, that's the yeah. goal. You know, if you're again, <laughs> if you're on track to achieving your important financial goals, then if you have extra money to blow on whatever, you're not going to feel guilty. And you so, shouldn't. Yeah, you deserve it. 
So that's what you know. That's the whole point here. I think the the general study that I was referring to was talking about the average American who is not on track to achieving their financial goals, yeah. and then they spend money on on something that they probably shouldn't, and they regret it because they realize that they probably should have put that money towards something more beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, but for you guys, you're in a position having good incomes to be able to to you know live a comfortable life. Um, you know, it's just how grand do you want it to be and again you can't have it all but you can have you know whatever you want for the most part Um, you just got to find what's most important to you and if you're on track to achieving the important stuff then yeah you're not going to regret the hawaii trips or or buying the expensive bottle of wine at dinner or uh you know going out to the the nice steakhouse instead of cooking spaghetti at home yeah and i do have that conversation with clients sometimes where they're like i feel like we're not saving enough and I can't believe that I spent that much money. And I'm like, but you are saving enough. Mm-hmm. And you're okay. Like, yeah. like your long-term plan is on track. And you just need to stop feeling bad. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's, what you're doing is reasonable. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, review everything. And if, you're, if your long-term goals are on track, then stop feeling guilty. Yes. <laughs> Pat yourself on the back. Reward yourself. Yeah. You deserve it. Yeah. We'll try to do the same, I guess. All right, you guys. Well, I think this is probably a a good stopping point, but shoot us an email, podcast at thefinitygroup.com if you have any suggestions or ideas for topics you want us to bring up on the show. But thanks for listening. Thank you. We would love to hear your feedback and suggestions for future topics you'd like us to cover. You can get in touch with the show by emailing podcast at thefinitygroup.com or by following Finity Group on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn at Finity Group LLC. You can follow me on Twitter at Corey Janoff CFP or on LinkedIn under my name, Corey Janoff. You can follow me on Twitter at Rochelle Finance or on LinkedIn as well. Check out all the podcast episodes on thefinitygroup.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to check out our blog, thefinitygroup.com slash blog. Thanks for listening to this episode of Financial Clarity for Doctors by Finity Group, LLC.